Hey, hey, welcome to the Get the Acceptance Letter podcast. My name is Treasure Shields Redmond, and I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. You've come to the right place if you are a parent who has a vision for their child's life that includes health, wealth, safety, and having them land at a college that honors their gifts and goals, all while keeping it debt-free. Sit back, enjoy, as I share some valuable tools and strategies with you that will help you get your kiddo into college and without crushing student loan debt. Hello, 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 everyone. How are you doing? I am home on a snow day, sans makeup, here to tell you, (laughs) here to tell you uh, whether or not your college-bound teen should retake the SAT or the ACT. You know, so many parents, so many college-bound families share with me that they are in lives of quiet desperation around these tests. These tests are the bane of their existence. Uh, getting a higher score, not getting the score you want, anxiety, post-testing, pre-testing, um, PSAT, what is it? What, what's the difference? Which one should they take? Um, And I am here to answer those questions for you, but most specifically, whether or not your kiddo should retake the SAT or the ACT. So my name is Treasure Shields Redmond, and I am known as the debt-free degree expert. I help busy parents of college-bound teens secure top-tier education without massive debt. And I do that at Get the Acceptance Letter dot online. So the SAT and the ACT are two high stakes tests that are used as part of a rubric to get into college. The the tests are high stake, precise high stakes, precisely because uh, there's limited chance to have intervention during them. And they are a significant portion of how many schools decide whether or not you will be admitted to their college or university. To add, there is some cost associated for most students. You have to pay to take the test um, and you have to uh, make sure you have proper ID Uh, and that you are registered prior to taking them. So you can't just show up and take an SAT or an ACT. You have to register online and then show up to your proper test facility with a proper ID. Uh, And as I said, there's a rubric. A rubric is a set of criteria. So colleges often use either your ACT or SAT score, uh, kind of your your college resume, your you know, meaning your 
extracurricular activities, community service, honors awards, and leadership activities. Uh, they also use your GPA. And drilling down further into GPA, they look at your KET class rank and the rigor of your high school schedule. So for instance, if um, your college bound kid has a 3.0, but they took AP classes and another kid has a 4.5, but never took any honors or AP courses, they're going to judge the person who took the AP classes with a higher, a lower GPA as, you know, doing really well because their their schedule was more rigorous, uh, was more strenuous, uh, was harder, as you might say. So those are the items that um, that colleges use, along with uh, creating a college entrance essay. Now, every college or university has a different set of criteria. That's why you can go to the college and click on admissions and apply now. And then you will see what you need in order to apply to that college. But back to the matter at hand, the SAT and the ACT, should your kiddo retake it? Well, first off, I'm going to talk about three things in this brief video. I'm going to talk about the best case scenario timeline, the way things would go if I had my druthers of help, uh, and people did everything the way I would want them to go. Um, some ways to modify that depending on your situation. And then we're going to talk about um, which test is best for your kiddo. So Best case scenario timeline. Best case scenario is prior to high school, prior to ninth grade, that your kiddo has been receiving a strong <laughs> um, uh, set of coursework in four major areas, English, math, science, and social studies. That is the best case scenario. They don't test arts on the ACT or the SAT. Maybe one day they will realize that not everybody <laughs> operates well in those, those simple four areas. But right now, the SAT and the ACT look at you know English, math, uh, science, and social studies. Uh, so, And then your kiddo would take the PSAT in the ninth or 10th grade in order to start to get acclimated to um, what these college entrance exams are like. The next step would be for them to take either the SAT or the ACT, your choice, um, at the beginning of their 11th grade year for the first time seriously. This attempt is just to get a lay of the land, a baseline score, see what items are their strengths and where they will need to engage in some meaningful test prep in order to improve. So the beginning of your 11th grade year, let's say in August, you take the SMR and you get your score back in September. And in September, you feel good about some parts of the test and not so good about others. My recommendation would be a semester's length of meaningful test prep. So for the remainder of the uh, beginning of the 11th grade year until December, 
I would recommend that you engage in some meaningful test prep. What does meaningful test prep look like? Well, in the case of my son, I paid for the ACT's online test prep. It was less than $40 at the time. It came with video lessons and uh, sample tests and modules and mini lessons and that sort of thing. Each week he would take a sample test. We would talk about where he excelled and where he was challenged. And it was very relaxed so that when he retook the ACT at the beginning of the second semester of his 11th grade year, he had a four point increase, which is fairly significant. Now, after that, I did not pressure him to or advise him is probably a better way to say it, (laughs) advise him to take it a third time. And this is because. my son was not, uh, you know, he was not some sort of super student, some sort of extraordinary student. I mean, he had strong scores and strong and a strong GPA. He had a 3.13 GPA. Uh, his highest ACT was a 24. Uh, but along with college matchmaking, uh, I was able to help him to select schools that would see him as a catch. So, That's one of the things that you need to be thinking about. Don't think about the fact that your child isn't getting a perfect 36 on the ACT or, you know, this perfect score on the SAT. Think about what their personal best score is and how you can match that to colleges to where their personal best score is in the strong upper third of the class so that the school sees them as a catch and will want to give them a nice financial aid package in order to entice them to come to their school. But back to what I was saying about the ideal timeline. So the ideal timeline, step one, is that your kiddo would have strong instruction in math, science, English, and social studies prior to high school, that they would take the PSAT either in the ninth or 10th grade, as a way for you to kind of get a pre-look at how they're going to do on these tests. The beginning of the 11th grade year, they take the SAT or the ACT once as a way to get a lay of the land, as a way to get comfortable with it, and a way to see how their scores are going to pan out. Do not bubble in that you want the scores sent to a college. That's one thing about the ACT or the SAT. Those scores aren't immediately published. You can take it for yourself. And let's say that you know, wonder of wonders and and fabulously for you, that first attempt is excellent. Then you can use those scores in order for them to get into college. But if it isn't, then there's no harm, no foul, because you didn't bubble in when they took the test that these scores should be published to any college. The second attempt to improve if they need it should be at the beginning of the second semester of 11th grade year. And then if you still are not happy with that score, I would advise you to take it one last time. So only a third time, either in the uh, late spring after less meaningful test prep. So they've had almost a semester of test prep between the first attempt and the second attempt. After the second attempt, if you want a third attempt, I recommend four to six weeks of test prep. So one grading period or four to six weeks and then retake for a third time. If after the third time the score 
does not improve or even goes down, I would say leave it alone. Now, this makes a lot of parents anxious because they're like, but that score is terrible. This child is not going to get into college. That is not true. Now, there are some instances where it's going to be a challenge. Um, if your child has is someone who did not receive good instruction in those four key areas prior to high school, and they are so behind that meaningful test prep is only making a small dent in their improvement on the test scores, then you may want to look at schools that are test optional. Uh, schools that do that give you the option of not using the ACT or the SAT and instead bringing a portfolio of their best work, their essays, their science projects, their um, history papers, um, their um, uh, calculus papers, um, their, you know, math uh, tests and scores, that sort of thing. A compilation of great work for a portfolio that would take the place of the ACT or SAT scores. You may also try schools that have open admission. If you feel your, your kiddo is college material, but it just doesn't show in their GPA and especially their test scores, there are lots of colleges that don't have strenuous admission and that are accredited schools from which lots of kids graduate, get into great graduate schools or go into the workforce. So, if you want to talk more about that, we can definitely do that. Just contact me, Treasure Shields Redmond at gettheacceptanceletter.online. So this is your best case scenario timeline, right? Let's say that you're somebody who's starting in their senior year. And this August of their senior year, they had never taken the ACT or the SAT. You should sign them up for it as soon as you can so that they can take it and get a score back. Um, you want to uh, make sure that if they, if you are not thinking that the score they received at that August or September date was their best score, then you want to engage in some meaningful test prep and have them retake at the beginning of the last semester of their senior year. So in January of their senior year would be the retake. And then you should apply to schools before the end of January. You're going to get your scores back in three, three and a half weeks. In the that second try is going to be your last time, people. In truth, I advise families to apply to colleges in their senior year by November 1 or October 31st. <laughs> so, but things happen, life gets in the way. So you, if you're running late, that second attempt can be in January, but in the meantime, you need to be pulling together the essay, the transcripts, uh, the college resume, um, and um, what else? Essay, transcripts, college resume. You're going to get those test scores and recommendation letters. You need to be pulling together those things while you're waiting for that second test score to come back and then go ahead and apply to colleges before the end of January. Lots of other students have already applied. Uh, and of course, the, the FAFSA, hopefully you've completed that in October, <laughs> hopefully. Um, that is the modified schedule for people who began in their senior year and are feeling behind. So if you're watching this, your kid is a senior and you've done nothing, they should apply to take the uh, sign up to take the SAT or the ACT now so that they can get a score back and apply to colleges before the end of January. 
All right. Which test should your kiddo take? Bringing this thing to a close. Um, the SAT is um, ostensibly kind of like a half and half test. So it works out that the math is roughly 50% of your score with the uh, SAT. With the ACT, it works out that the math is one fourth of your score. That's the simplest way for me to put that. So if your kiddo's strength is math, they I would advise them to take the SAT. If your kiddo's strength is not math and it's more in the reading language, English type area, I would advise you to take the ACT because the math does not count as heavily on the ACT. So I hope that this was supremely helpful. I am certain that it was. Um, and I cannot wait to talk with you more the next time I come on and share some more valuable strategies and tools with you. If you would like to join a community of parents who get these kind of questions answered personally by me every day and who are getting their kids into college and doing it debt-free using my step-by-step debt-free degree blueprint, you can join at gettheacceptanceletter.online. There is a join the parent community uh, button and you should join today. If you'd like to talk to me more, find out a bit more about the program, get some questions answered. There's also a button at gettheacceptanceletter.online that says schedule a free and we talk about your college bound family's needs. I'm Treasure Shields Redmond and I will see you next time.